Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. All right, guys, so today we are talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is competing. We're going to be talking about what they are judging, different federations involved, and who might be right for competing. Now, guys, I talked to you a little bit about my past with competing. I've competed in a total of 16 competitions, and I do compete for the NPC, so that is my federation of choice. And you guys know that I am in my off-season now working on building my pro physique. So this 2019, I can eventually turn into a IFBB bikini pro. But I wanted to go over a little bit of what bikini competitions are. I know a lot of people see them on social media. They see the dark tan. They see the sparkly bikini. And they're like, what the heck is going on? And what are they judging? Um, I'm going to go through a couple things that they are judging and looking for and who I think might be right for competing. So the first thing I want to talk about is what are they? Bikini competition is a category of bodybuilding. There are different levels of bodybuilding for men and women, but I'm just going to be talking about the women in this podcast. Um, There's different levels of competing. So there's bikini, figure, physique, and women's bodybuilding and fitness. So these are different divisions that you can compete in in the NPC, which is the National Physique Committee for bodybuilding competitions. I will say that bikini is the smallest with figure being more muscular, physique being even more muscular, women's bodybuilding being the most muscular, and then women's fitness with being um, around bikini and figure muscularity-wise, and they also have a set routine that they need to do with um, fitness requirements. Now, each division has different requirements and body parts that they are looking for. It's kind of a different shape. And I will say bikini in particular has a X shape. These competitors have very defined shoulders usually, a tiny waist and bigger glutes, and then it kind of looks like the letter X. Uh, Bikini is a more lean athletic look too with a little bit more body fat percentage in comparison to the other divisions as well. And that's not to say that their body fat is high or that their muscularity is super low All of these athletes work incredibly hard to look the way that they do. Now, I did mention that I compete for the NPC, which is the National Physique Committee. Now, this committee is not a drug-tested committee, and that's a lot of things that like people are uncomfortable to talk about, but I'm 100% honest with you guys. The NPC does not compete, and so the athlete has their choice to take or not to take drugs. Guys, it's illegal to do that, but I'm just letting you know. To each their own and people will do what they want to do in that division and they don't test. Now there's other divisions too where they do do drug testing such as the OCB. Um, I actually do not believe that the, the WBFF, um, it's a, another fitness kind of competitions that people do. I don't think that they test either but there's a lot of natural organizations as well so you might hear that too is 
oh, well, this is a natural show or this is a natural organization. Basically, that means that they're doing some drug testing to make sure that you're not taking any sort of substances to possibly alter your physique. The NPC does not um, test and nor does the IFBB. Now, the division I compete in is the bikini division, so that is the smallest, um, and that favors my shape. So when you're looking at competing, look at your shape, look at your muscularity. If you tend to be a smaller build frame and have not a ton of muscle mass, bikini might be right for you. But let's say you're a girl that has you know bigger quads, a bigger back, really strong arms, Figure may be a better division for you, but if you're wanting to compete, I highly, highly recommend that you attend a show because how do you know you're gonna, how do you know if you're going to like something if you've never seen it before? So go to a show, see what you like because all of these divisions have different posing protocols involved with them. Bikini, I really like because you can, you know, add in a little bit of your personality on stage. You don't have set poses that you have to take or do, I should say. Um, You don't have mandatories at all. You just kind of can create your own routine and show a little bit more of your personality in comparison to figure or even physique, I feel like. So choose the one that fits you and your personality best and something that you find that fits your current body shape. Now, if you're wanting to compete, I recommend that you've been resistance training for at least at least a year. Um, And that's only if you really have good genetics. I honestly do not think you should compete until you've been consistently training in the gym and eating enough calories for at least two to three years. Now, eating enough calories, you guys are probably like, what are you talking about eating enough calories? I eat like 1,400 calories a day. That's not enough, girlfriend. You need more calories before you're considering to do a cut for a competition. Uh, Most competitors, they do have to get their body fat percentage down, and that requires you to diet and monitor what you're eating. So if you're only eating 1,400 calories a day, where are you going to cut from? You can't live off of 1,000 calories and still work your full-time job and do all the things. That would not be sustainable or even a happy prep. So make sure that your calories are up nice and high at least around at least lower end 1,800 upwards of higher than 2,000 calories before you're considering to do a bikini competition. That's one big mistake that I made was I wasn't consuming enough calories and then I was trying to cut and my metabolism and metabolic rate was already way too low that when I was trying to cut fat um, for my competing, I wasn't able to because my body was already struggling on the low calorie intake. Um, Same goes for cardio too. Yes, you need to be lifting for a while to make sure that you have that nice muscular base on your body. But if you're already doing tons and tons of cardio, especially high intensity, prolonged running type of cardio, something that's really hard on your muscles and joints, make sure that you are backing off of the cardio before you consider cutting. Cardio is a tool used for fat loss, and if you're already doing a lot of it, your body's going to adapt to that high amount of cardio, and you're actually going to be burning less calories per session as well. So make sure that that is something that 
you have your eye on that you have it tapered down low before you're considering doing a bikini competition because you don't want to be the girl doing two hours of cardio a day because you already started at doing an hour a day every day. Don't be that girl. Take a break, take a deload for a while. And your body adapts really quickly to doing less cardio as well. So even just cutting it out completely for two weeks, you're going to get a lot of benefit from that. Now, ask yourself too, what's your current nutrition look like if you're wanting to compete? Yes, I talked about eating enough calories, but you know, what types of foods are you eating? Is your diet, you know, the same five foods? That's something that you're going to want to work on. Is your diet mostly processed foods and you're not getting enough fiber and you're constipated? (laughs) Yes, ladies, that is a thing. Um, Make sure that you're getting a variety of nutrients and getting enough fiber. For me, I track my macros. Uh, that's just my preferred way of, you know, getting ready for competitions. Um, that's also my preferred way for my clients to track their diet is through flexible dieting and not necessarily a set meal plan. And that's just because I think it's great that it allows for you the freedom to choose your foods for the day and also have a variety of nutrients and not feeling quote unquote guilty or bad for eating a food that was, you know, off your plan. The other thing that you need to consider about a competition is, you know, do you think you'll be comfortable on stage? I think this is something that a lot of girls forget to ask themselves is, will I be comfortable on stage? You know, ask yourself, what was your past as an athlete? Have you ever been an athlete? For me, I was a gymnast. So, you know, competing in something, let's just say, is a little bit more revealing, like a leotard. Um, I had no problem with. I actually get such a big rush whenever I step on stage and that's what makes it so addicting to me is at the end of the day, I've always kind of been a performer and gymnastics was my avenue for that. But, you know, my joints couldn't handle being a gymnast forever (laughs) and your girl had to switch, you know, hobbies. But I definitely love competing for that stage. Um, If stage fright and being in front of a lot of people while also, let's just say, being a little bit more exposed is not your jam, um, maybe competing isn't going to be right for you. But, you know, if you were a dancer, a gymnast, you know, someone who's an athlete and likes to perform, I think that this would be a great hobby for you to try out. Um, and that's the other thing, too. Do I think everybody should compete? No, I don't. That's why I'm making this podcast in particular is... I want you guys to really look over all of these things before you're considering competing. If you're someone who is a little bit more conservative and you're not comfortable, you know, being in a bikini on your vacation, you know, feeling exposed, then I don't think competitions would be the best for you. Now, I will say that when you're competing, your body is being looked at in a more objective manner in the fact that you're being judged on your muscle symmetry, um, your suit, your hair, your tan. It's almost like a beauty pageant in a way for fitness girls. You're being judged on all of these, you know, areas for your body. And it's not just, you're not supposed to be looked at in a sexual way when you're competing. Um, so if that's something that you're worried about too, keep in mind, you know, they try to keep this as objective as possible. However, it is judging And it is subjective in a way when you're stepping on stage. So just go out there and have fun regardless of your first show, your last show, a trillion shows. Just go out and have fun. And if you really feel like you're not going to have fun out on stage, why would you be competing? 
you know, just think about that too. The other thing that I think people forget to think about is their finances. Uh, I wish I knew this when I started competing. I knew it was expensive, but I didn't know it was that expensive. These shows, especially if you're competing for the NPC, their entry fee is around $100 per show. And if you're doing a national show, it's going to be $200 and even higher. That's not including travel, your hotel, your food, your suit, your hair, your makeup, your coaching fees. All of these really add up. And guys, the sparkly bikinis are beautiful. I mean, I wear my bikinis from Angel Competition Bikinis and they are gorgeous. I love them, but those babies add up. And yes, you can get a gorgeous suit for $200, but if you're wanting the beautiful glammed out suits, those can be upwards of six, $800. That's expensive, guys. Um, you're not wanting to go into show day being stressed out about your hair and makeup, I would assume. So that's going to be another, you know, $100 to $200, not to mention the spray tan, which is required for the show. And that's another, you know, $100 to $200 as well, just depending on the show. And it all adds up. Now, do I regret spending money at my competitions and shows? Absolutely not, because I look at competing as kind of travel and mini vacations. So I don't mind, you know, spending the money on my competitions. But if you're getting into the sport to quote unquote make money, you are probably going to break even or not make any money. Shocker. Um, I hate to tell you guys that, but that's just the reality until you turn pro. If you're an amateur, you will not make money. Um, and even as a pro, you're only going to make a couple thousand dollars here and there. But guys, like I said, I really think that you should just do it for the love of the sport and competing and just going out there and challenging yourself. Um, but finances, they do add up. So if you're not at a financial place where you are comfortable with investing in, you know, this hobby for yourself, um, I don't recommend competing, you know, maybe just focus on building your body and building up your bank account before you consider um, stepping on stage, and especially if you have to travel for a show. One other thing I want you guys to keep in mind is bodybuilding and competing can make you a little bit selfish, and I try to say that in the nicest way possible, but think about it. When you are hyper-analyzing your diet and you have to track everything to the gram and you're having to get all your cardio sessions in and training sessions in and posing sessions in and you're literally just focused on your body and if it's changing or not it can make you a little bit selfish you know you might not be able to participate at date night and you might not be able to participate in your weekend drinking with some coworkers you might not be able to you know have the energy to go shopping when you're two weeks out from a competition. It does make you a little bit selfish, unfortunately. And I think that's something that people don't want to talk about when it comes to competing. But I try to make sure I have a good balance when I compete. I know when I first started, I became incredibly selfish and I only cared about how I looked. And that's literally the only thing I had for me was, you know, my prep and that's it. And this is also very toxic too, because if all you have is your prep, you feel like in your life, um, once the show's over, you might get some really, really hard post-show blues and feel a little bit depressed. Make sure you're focusing on all the other avenues in your life still, including your prep, but prep is not your life. Um, 
you are not a bikini competitor. You are so much more than that. Prepping and competing should be a part of your life and it should not take over your life. When it takes over your life, I will say you need to keep your eyes open for post-show blues, which that's another podcast for another day. So let me know if you guys want to hear more about post-show and how I like to approach it and what I have seen and how to combat those, you know, bad feelings. But I think the biggest one is just being selfish and being a little bit too consumed by competing. That can really cause, you know, a really bad post-show rebound effect. The other thing too is with competing, you're going to be challenged not only physically, but mentally as well. You're going to have to be comfortable saying no. You're going to have to be comfortable with being hungry. You're going to have to be comfortable with, you know, feeling left out at times. And that's a part of prep. You know, I think that people will sometimes when they're prepping, look at it as this is happening to them instead of for them. Guys, it is a luxury to diet, especially this is total first world problems. You are choosing to do this. So if you're wanting to compete um, and prep, make sure that you tell yourself that, you know, I'm choosing to do this. I'm choosing to challenge myself. I'm choosing to push my body to see where it can go. And if you're not enjoying the process and you're not enjoying those challenges that life throws at you during your prep, then maybe prep might not be for you. The other thing that is super important that I think a lot of competitors kind of overlook is your current health. Where's your mental health? If you're wanting to prep to get your quote unquote goal body, I recommend that you don't compete because if you are not in a good place with your body image right now, competing is not going to bring you at a good place with your body after because once you see yourself so lean and conditioned, Anything but your competition lean physique is going to be quote unquote not in shape. So make sure that your mental health is at a great place that you already love your body before you prep and not to get your quote unquote goal body after a prep. Because I'm letting you know now that body is not realistic. You will not be able to keep that. That is your little trophy that you get to have for about two weeks. And then that body is going to kind of transition into a building phase and look a little bit different with more body fat on it. And that's okay. You're supposed to gain body fat after a competition too. The other thing too is where are your hormones at? You know, are you getting your period consistently? Are you on birth control? Do you have any thyroid issues? These are things that you need to consider with your health. Um, If your health is not at a good place too before you prep, then I would recommend getting your health more on point and at a better state before you consider prepping. I see a lot of people too that will do blood work right after a competition. I don't recommend that because your body is under severe stress. So yes, your hormones are going to change. Yes, you do run the risk of possibly losing your period due to the high amount of stress and low body fat that your body will be under during a prep. Yes, you your sleep is going to be messed up just due to severely low body fat. Your health is going to alter and change for the negative when you're in prep. But make sure that you're monitoring all this. And, you know, guys, if it if it's getting to a point where you are so miserable and uncomfortable and mentally it's just really challenging, I recommend you don't prep. Like I said, at the end of the day, this is a first world problem. So if competing is really stressing you out that much and you're not feeling fulfillment 
through the struggle um, and you're not enjoying the struggle and enjoying those challenges that prep is going to throw at you, then maybe it's not for you. So I love competing and I really love the challenge that it throws me through. I love the fact that I can, you know, build and alter my body each and every year and see it improve as I cut down for each competition. But I will say that it is the hardest thing I have ever done. No prep is easy. This is not something that is quote unquote fun all the time. And I don't recommend you do it to, you know, build your social media, make a ton of money or get your goal body. But I do recommend you compete if you're needing something to train for. If you have an athletic background and you really miss, you know, sports and training for something, I think competitions are great. If you already love training in the gym for hours on end and the gym is basically your life in a way, then I recommend competing because your heart and soul is already in the training. If your heart and soul is not already in the gym and you're wanting to compete, it's going to make you dread and hate the gym and possibly get you to pull away from, you know, just living a healthy life in general. You need to love training. You need to love pushing yourself. You need to love making yourself uncomfortable. You need to be confident in saying no to social pressures of going out to eat too. You need to be confident in your coach if you have hired a coach, which I do recommend doing if you are doing your first show. And that's the other thing too, is make sure that you're not just hiring the bro that looks good in the gym um, because you don't know what he's going to have you do. You don't know if he's going to just drop your calories down to a super low level and have you eating only five foods. I don't recommend that, guys. Um, Make sure that you have someone that has your overall health at the number one point to look over and also your mental health as well. So also make sure you have someone that you collaborate and work well with too. I've been competing for a couple of years and I've had multiple different coaches and you know it's going to take you a while to find someone that you really click with and sometimes you know that's an online coach or sometimes that's an in-person coach. It just kind of depends on what your needs are but I do recommend that you get a coach if you're wanting to compete. You know, it's just kind of like a sport just because you're LeBron James, you know, you can play basketball. Even he has a coach. Everybody needs a coach in a way. So that's something I definitely recommend if you're wanting to compete. But guys, that's just kind of my overview on competing on, you know, a couple things that I want you guys to keep in mind if you're wanting to step on stage, what I think that, you know, they're looking for when it comes to competing, which is so confusing because, Yes, they have these objective points of judging, which I should go more into depth about that. Um, But in short, like with bikini competitions, they're really just kind of looking for symmetry. They're looking for some development in your shoulders, a nice tiny waist, um, round, full, developed glutes, and uh, no shaking on stage, so pretty low low body fat percentage, so your body's pretty tight and lean, and just beautiful presence. So really nice hair, uh, very good tan, making sure that your suit matches your hair um, and is pretty as well. Um, and just seeing how you hold yourself on stage and your stage presence. Are you graceful? Is your routine, you know, flattering your body? Those are a couple things that they're looking for on stage and just a lot of confidence. So just own it when you're up there. But guys, I hope that you found that this podcast was helpful for you. If you're wanting to compete, I really hope that you overlook 
any and all of the things that I talked about here. Um, make sure that you're consuming enough calories. That's the biggest one. Make sure you're not doing enough, not doing too much cardio before you're wanting to cut. And the biggest one, make sure you're not going into competing to get your goal body because you need to already love your body now. And once you compete, you're never going to see your body the same after. And it's just about, you know, cherishing your body for all it does for you in your in season and in your off season as well. Alrighty guys, so I hope that you found this helpful. Make sure you're, if you're not already following me on YouTube, you can check me out at Nicole Farrier or also give me a good old follow on Instagram. So check out Nicole Farrier Fitness for more training and nutrition tips on there. And I'll catch up with you all later. Have a great day and happy prepping.